Hello and welcome, friends, to this week's edition of Sustainability Now with me, Justin Mogg, right here on your community radio station. We are WFMPLP Louisville broadcasting from here in the historic Hayburn Building at 106.5 FM and live streaming to the world. Anywhere you got an internet signal, you can find us at forwardradio.org. You can also get archives of our programs there as podcasts, and you can become a part of the station. It's radio for the people, by the people, and that means we need you all to get in involved if you want to get behind the microphone or behind the scenes or help sustain this station with your contributions it only takes twenty dollars a day to keep this great community resource going so go to forwardradio.org and become a part of it today what we do each week here on sustainability now is bring in really exciting folks from around the community who i'm always excited to meet new people on this program who are really focused on environmental social and economic concerns all at once and i'm really excited today to be talking about urban growing and urban agriculture and and gardening with a new friend of mine, Letitia Marshall. Welcome, Letitia. Hey, what's going on, Justin? I'm so glad you're in (laughs) here in the virtual studio with us. We're all physically distancing and staying healthy. That's Uh, right. That's right. (laughs) Letitia is a native Kentuckian and a mom of a four-year-old and a UofL alumni and she is now owner of Bear Fruit and Grow, B-E-A-R Fruit and Grow. Yes. And she runs the Bear Fruit Gardening Community YouTube channel and Facebook page. Letitia, you are just become an evangelist for urban growing, right? Ah, an evangelist? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> That is so dope. I love that. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's what's happening apparently. So <laughs> I'm so excited, I'm excited to dive into your journey here. This is kind yeah, of this is kind of new stuff for you, right? Well, yeah, I mean, fairly new, but not really. So I grew up in the country, okay? <laughs> and Big old garden, my grandparents, right? yeah, my grandparents and great grandparents own uh, land in Metcalf County. And so, you know, mom has to work, dad's working we get dropped off at the grandparents, right? And they made us do a lot of things. <laughs> like, um, you know, wash dishes at the grocery store. They owned a grocery store as well. Wow. And my grandmother would cook breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And wow. They yeah, they were the only Black-owned grocery in their area. Oh, my gosh. And so it's pretty dope, yeah. And then, Does that course, grocery farm- still exist? No, it does not. Oh. No, 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 no. They moved from one location to another, and then eventually, yeah, they closed it. But, you know, most people in that area farm tobacco yeah. and cattle. And then they had a pay lake where people would pay to fish. Oh, fun. Yeah, isn't that cool? Huh. And and then they grew vegetables and things as well. But, yeah, so I'm no stranger <laughs> to agriculture. We, we definitely, you know, would work hot days and... For lunch, have those big old thick bologna sandwiches, you know. Uh, right. <laughs> and every once in a while, you know, if you had to go to the pot, you'd squat behind a tree kind of thing, you know. <laughs> Real country. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, in my in my adult life, you know, I've only been growing for five years, but really got serious about it about two years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was on July 31st, I saw you released a video on your YouTube channel announcing that it's official. You're an urban <laughs> farmer. Yes. So tell us about your urban farm project. 
Yeah, so I initially uh, decided, you know what, this it's just so much more I can do. And I'm always thinking about what else can I do, right? And I initially started so I could just see if I could do it, if I could grow food. And then I did. And then I got better, you know, really <laughs> after I started the YouTube channel. The YouTube channel was more about, I want to share what I'm doing because I want to learn more from people. So if I put myself out there, can people learn from my mistakes? But it was also like a healing journey to the garden really helps in all kinds of different ways we can get into that later but but then so yeah I, I announced that I wanted to be an urban farmer and I was just I had made up my mind yeah so I was gonna start this little company and coach people on how to garden and have nursery plants I like to grow things that I don't typically see in the store. I love variety. Purple peppers are pretty cool, you know. Right. Uh, Striped tomatoes are pretty dope. Yeah. And so, like, I just wanted to grow different things and, and try my hand at it. And I don't know everything. I would never attest to that. But I've learned a lot. And so why not share my knowledge, number one. Number two, food feeds people. Yes. Naturally grown food is even better. Yes. So how can I grow more and feed people? And of course, you know, everything that's going on in our city right now, there's a lot going on, right? How can I become a part of the solution? Mm-hmm. And so all of that balled up into, I want to be an urban farmer. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you about that specifically. Like, has the pandemic and then the street protests after Breonna Taylor and its murder and all this stuff, has that helped in pushing you to get more involved in this? Yes. Yes. And it, it's helped me to focus more yeah. on what I want. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I get... I've had a few folks that question, you know, Letitia, why be a farmer and of you're black, <laughs> right? Yeah. In America. Yep. Why would you do that? You know, and you're female. Mm. Historically, do you right. not know what we've been through as a people? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I'm completely aware. I've been, you know, black for how long now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but definitely the recent events have really helped me focus on what I want and what I can bring to the table and not feeling shamed for that. Right. Right. My my grandparents, my mom, when she was a kid, they all worked hard. They worked their butts off, right, to make a living, to survive. Yep. And did really well for themselves. And I'm proud of that. You know, I'm so proud of that. So I want to continue that legacy but just do it in a different way, you know? And more people than not are so open to that, you know? And I've met so many cool people in the past (laughs) two weeks. Yes. I'm literally, this has just been crazy, crazy. (laughs) And I want to talk uh, about all that too and share all these great organizations that you've mentioned. But oh my God. First, I just got to say, like, I think, you you know, people are asking you, why would a woman of color want to do this? But, you know, this taps into a deep legacy of of us as a people. It is women of color have been feeding the world since time immemorial and continue uh, to do so today. I think they're probably the majority of farmers in the world are women of color. Well, and not the majority, but I think we are growing as yep. a demographic. Definitely. Yep. Definitely growing <laughs> as a demographic. But but you're right. We have been here since the beginning. And I'll just boldly say, you know, our people, our ancestors shaped agriculture for this country. Yes. And I'm proud of that. 
So, yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, definitely. I love that you're tapping into that and that you're using this moment where it'd be so easy for us to like get discouraged and like yeah. put our heads in the sand to say, no, this is our moment. And, and it's it's time to, to live our dream. And in your case, to, to, to dream of being an urban farmer. I think that's so great. Yes. Yes, it is. Tell me a little bit about the name. Where did your bear fruit gardening oh, name boy. come from? <laughs> yeah. So, gosh, <laughs> I was trying to decide what what is it that I'm getting out of this whole gardening thing. And I mentioned before that when I first started gardening, I was going through a lot of stuff in my life. I had completed school, which was so difficult. Yeah. Um, seven years straight. Wow. Of, yeah. I went to undergrad for four, three years of grad school straight and then got married in the midst of all of that and had no babies or anything, but just dealing with these transitions of adulthood and yes. you know then going to jobs after I've done all this schooling that I found out the hard way that what they said in school is not typically what is going on in the real world right and trying to figure out where I fit you know in in all of this and just dealing with some personal stuff too so you know I was very stressed out all the time depressed not very confident in anything that I did except my marriage we, well, we have good. a, my husband and I have a great marriage and it's been, let me see, 13 years. Wow. Uh, married. Yeah. Uh, we got married in college, but, but I just was not very, I didn't have a lot of joy in my life. Oh. And so gardening has definitely challenged me in all kinds of different ways and ways that I never thought mm. I would be challenged. Mm. So I believe that gardening can help you resolve a lot of things emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and that's what it did. So the bare fruit part definitely was in my, my faith, okay? Uh, the fruits of the spirit, patience, kindness, gentleness, and then grow. It's like, let's grow food. But what I found out too was that I was growing as a person. Yeah. So bear fruit and grow. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it. Tell us a little bit more about that mental health part. How, oh how, boy. What has it done for you, gardening, in terms of mental healing? I found that I could create a place, a space. Yes. Where I was not judged. Yes. And it didn't matter how I came to it, how I left it. <laughs> right? <laughs> I could go in there and jack something up. Uh, kill a few things <laughs> and I wasn't going to get judged for murder, right? Of right, plants. right. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. Um, but, you know, I came in there happy, full of joy. Sometimes I would come to the garden very, very sad. Hmm. And I really miss my grandfather and the garden reminds me of him a lot. That's nice, yeah. So learning how to cope hmm. uh, in healthy ways. So I would go, you know, there's a lot of things I can talk to my husband about, <laughs> but there are a lot of things I just, he won't understand and I can't talk to him or get what I think I need from mm. him, right? So what I found out was sometimes when I go to the garden, I don't even have to say anything because there's there's something, a presence there that already knows, right? Wow. And I could feel that. So I would walk away not thinking about anything, not saying anything out loud, but just feeling some type of resolve, some type of peace after I would leave my garden or come in from the garden. And it, sometimes I don't even realize it. Yeah. Something has been lifted. And I'm like, oh, I was in the garden. That's why. That's, <laughs> right? that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do believe it can definitely help in a lot of ways with mental health. Um, yeah. Digging in the soil, mm. man, it's something about, you know, just like, mm, 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 mm. 
know. Dig that hole, put that plant in, and then watching this stuff grow from this tiny little seed. I, it blows me away. It never ceases Every single to time. It never gets old. Yeah. Never gets old. I know that's not it's me, right? I got to water a little bit and maybe even fertilize or prune a plant here and there, but it's not me because everything that happens in between that, you know, I'm just like, man, <laughs> gosh, you know, I just can't not believe yes. something bigger than myself, you know? Well, it's tapping into that life force, that sustaining yeah. force of the earth, right? Yeah. Directly when we put our hands in the soil. I mean, mm -hmm. there's nothing else like it. That's why I love no, gardening so much. Else. I mean, I like taking a walk in the woods, too. Don't get me wrong. I, I get the whole nature bathing thing. But for me, like the interactive act, the creative act of creating a space, yes. like you said, um, yes. to me, that's all really vital a piece of the mental health for me. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm speaking today with Letitia Marshall, who is the owner of Bear Fruit and Grow, and she runs the Bear Fruit Gardening Community YouTube channel and Facebook. She's a native Kentuckian and a mom and a UofL alum, and I'm really <laughs> excited to get to meet her and know her today. Tell us why you're so passionate about urban growing in particular and the potential for revisioning our urban spaces. Yeah, because I think it's so easy to get caught up in the white picket fence, uh -huh. pretty lawn lifestyle. And that's just not real. It's not realistic anyway mm -hmm. nowadays. The, the way our parents grew up and the way we are now are two completely different things. And I, I guess that's a metaphor for just life, period. Mm. You know, going to school doesn't guarantee that you're going to have a great job or mm. that you're, you're going to make a lot of money. You know, just the things that our parents told us were true. Like, you should save your money, pay your bills on time, <laughs> you know, get a job with benefits. I get all that. But at the same time, where's the room for growth and different stuff, you know? So urban farming is a new concept to me, but not new, right? Uh, I get it. But I always thought coming from where I am, if you wanted to farm, you had to be somewhere rural. And I knew I didn't want to go back to that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, there's got to be a way to do this. And people won't look at me crazy uh, <laughs> while I'm in the city. Because uh, I get jokes all the time, you know, country gal, you know, yeah. sometimes my, my little accent comes out, you know, and I'm a little bit more country than normal. But <laughs> but I just I just decided that I was going to normalize that for myself. And then I met some people and I was like, dang, this is a real thing. People do garden <laughs> and farm in the in the city. Yeah. And that is so dope. Okay, so I'm not crazy. Other people are thanking it and doing it. So... I'm going to do it too. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I started, you know, I, I was keeping it kind of a secret because I had my garden in, in the backyard yep. and I didn't want it. You know, I was like, oh, I don't want to, you know, everybody know that I'm making this mess in my backyard <laughs> and I don't have grass. Right. Right. And then I was like, bump that. I don't care. I'm about to extend this garden to the side yard. Right. Yeah. I'm going to peek out from the back. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> and so I did that. And then I said, bump that. I'm about to get all this cardboard and put it down everywhere that there's grass. I'm making no-till beds. I don't care what my neighbors say. I let them know that, hey, it's going to look a little crazy. There might be towels with wood chips in the driveway. But you might get some street. tomatoes. <laughs> All right. And, and, yeah. And you may have a piece of cardboard in your yard every once in a while because the wind blew it. But I come and get it. Just bear with me. I'm going to have food for y'all. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. So you sneaked yeah. all the way around to the front yard. Snuck all the way around. 
Yep. Oh my god. And so the plan was to everywhere that there was grass to lay cardboard. Yeah. Yep, and get some no-till beds going. It's mm-hmm. it's that easy. Beds. I like raised beds too. It, it could be that easy to get started, right? It's just that lay easy. some cardboard down, wood chips, mulch, and you can plant into your your lawn that was really doing nothing for nobody. I nothing. Mean. It, I mean nothing. <laughs> and we're spending all this money, you know, yeah. keeping the grass mowed. I can't eat it. It's got to go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Maybe put some sheep on it or something. But yeah, something. some chicken, something like get something out of it. I can't eat grass. That's awesome. And it's not just about the mental health too, but about the physical health of why we would want a garden, right? Oh, okay. So I didn't realize that I would get abs from gardening. I don't have abs. <laughs> not at all. But I have I have lost 55 pounds. And a lot of that is diet changing, right? Like, so I just, I'm not on a diet. I just decided exactly. that I wasn't going to eat as much. Letitia, stop eating all that. You full. Like, and then drank water. I drank water like a crazy person. <laughs> I very rarely drank, lim- you know, any uh, anything else. But I sweat when I'm in the garden. Yeah, I do. mean sweat. And it don't matter if you, because if you working, if you really yeah. doing what you need to do to keep your garden up, you're going you gonna to lose a few pounds. Yeah. Uh, so it's, I don't have to go to a gym for what? I'm not going to a gym. No. Even th- during the pandemic, no, no more gym memberships. No, get yourself in a garden, plant a tomato plant and grow some food and you'll get all the workout that you need. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And when you grow your own food, you're going to eat it. You aren't going to let that stuff go to waste, it, right? Because it's so dope. It's like, man, I grew that, right? Like my daughter, she's four years old, but okay. So my husband went to the store and bought a red tomato. Why he do that? So oh, I, no. I already knew what At this time come. of year? Oh no. This time of year, he went and bought a red tomato and I got all these tomatoes. You know, none of them. I don't have a lot of beef steaks. So that's kind of what he wanted. He wanted a slicing tomato. (laughs) I have a lot of cherries and a lot of tomatoes to make sauces. Yeah. This year, I decided to do that. But he cut this tomato up and here she come because she'll pick a tomato off the vine with a quickness. Okay. And eat it. It's candy. Here she comes. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, I want some. And he's like, all right. So he gave her a piece. Honey, she took a bite of that tomato and didn't even really get it in there real good. She said, yuck. <laughs> and we were like, what is it? She said, this stuff tastes like it came from our garden. <laughs> that girl at is four, learning. Yes, at four years old, honey. She was like, that didn't come from. I said, you right, baby. It sure didn't. She said, take it back to Kroger. <laughs> Oh man, if all four year olds thought that way. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but she's right. It does, it tastes different, y'all. It's just so, it tastes so much better. Everything tastes so much better. And, you know, I have to remind myself too, because we've been trained, conditioned, okay? Yeah. To purchase food that look good. Mm hmm. Uh-huh. And and sometimes when you naturally grow food, it don't look good. Sometimes right. you got some bug bite, you know, right. or or some bruises or Blemishes, whatever, cat yeah. face tomatoes, you know. Funny shapes and, or whatever. Yeah, funny shape. There you go. There you go. But honey, I promise you it tastes it tastes better. It don't matter what it look like. Yep. It still tastes so much better and fresh. 
Yep, yep. And that freshness is is part of the nutrition of it, right? Yes. Um, when you pick yes. that fruit before it's ripe and put it on a truck or a plane and ship it all over the world, you're getting it before it's really ripe and full of that all that nutrition. So And that's right. And that's right. And guess how many hands touched it before you yeah. got to it? Now, I think about that all the time, especially now, right? Oh yeah. And so if you can, you know, one one or two people touched it before you, that's not as bad as twenty or fifty. That's right. That's right. And and this is such an important time to think about this. I mean, mm-hmm. when, I mean, right at the start of the pandemic, there wasn't anything on the grocery shelves. You that's know? right. Thankfully, that's right. that situation's improved a little bit, but people were really starting to worry about like the supply chains and all that. But that's right. But a lot of people, unfortunately, have lost their jobs or had their hours cut. People mm-hmm. have more time on their hands in general. They have to stay home because there's nothing to do. <laughs> you know, there's no, yeah. there's no public events anymore. So what a perfect time to dive into gardening. What a perfect time. All That's the way. right. Reclaim your spaces. What's her name from um, what you call it? She said she was reclaiming her time. <laughs> it's time to reclaim your spaces. Okay? That's right. That's right. And grow this food. You ain't doing nothing. You're sitting at home chilling. You know? <laughs> get, the baby, get the babies and go out and dig in the dirt and grow your food. And if you need help, I got you. That's right. That's right. So Bear Fruit Gardening YouTube channel or Facebook, or you can get in touch with Letitia at bearfruitgardening at gmail.com. You're trying to help people in all kinds of ways, right? Like, tell me, tell me sort of the vision of how, how you're trying to help folks. Well, the vision has expanded in the past couple of weeks, right? So my urban, my little personal little quarter of an acre, less than a quarter of an acre urban farm project has expanded to 10 acres Whoa! with amenities out of this world, right? So we're pursuing that so we can help more people. And I would love to share more about that if this is the appropriate time. Sure. Yeah. So, so a few weeks ago, I met someone in a garden chat, virtual <laughs> garden chat on Facebook. It was a water and soil conservation. They put on garden chats every Friday. Oh, yeah. And so this particular person was hosting and I'd been in the chats before, but I never met her. Like, and that's the thing you meet all kinds of different people and it's never the same people, you know, when you're in there and I jokingly made a statement, jokingly, but kind of not, because <laughs> I've driven past the Gago Farm property a lot of times over the years. But when it came up for sale, I was like, oh, we should buy it. And Joe was like, ha, my husband. He's like, girl, you know how much I want for that? And I said, how much is it? They're like $2.5 million. Oh my I said, gosh. you're kidding me. So I said, well... <laughs> Dreaming is where I'm going to be because I ain't got it, right? But crazy enough, a few years later, I'm in this garden chat, meet this girl, jokingly make the comment that I wanted to purchase Gago Farms and this is what I would do if I had the property. Oh my gosh, it would be so great. And she was like, you know what? It would be. Can I call you after this chat? And I said, yes, ma'am. I shared my number. And a week later, (laughs) we go tour the property and now I'm trying to buy it. What? It's crazy. Oh my gosh. Now, and I still ain't got a million dollars. So you know. <laughs> it's like, you know, what are you doing, Letitia? <laughs> and I ask myself that every day I wake up, what in the world? <laughs> like, just pump your brakes. What are you doing? <laughs> and I keep hearing, this ain't got nothing to do with you. Hmm. I'm using you. Hmm. Wow. Wow. That, I'm using you, but this ain't about you. Ooh. And I say, yes, sir. <laughs> I hear you loud and clear. Wow. So mm-hmm. for folks who don't know about the Gagel Farm, that's on, yeah. tell us more about that. It's on, in the outskirts of Jefferson County? No. Tell us where no, it is. No, no. 
It's right off Lower Hunters. Oh. In South Louisville. South so Louisville. So it's right in the middle of a residential neighborhood <gasps> about, I don't know, a hop, skip, and a jump from a school right over by Shacklet Elementary. Okay. Okay. And the Gagels farmed that property for 50 years wow. before they closed. They reti- they decided to retire and closed it. And it's been sitting there since 2015. Wow. Inactive. Oh, and, um, the, and they want to keep it as a farm, right? Not just I, sell they it They desire all. that. That's what we yeah. definitely found out from their listing agent, that yeah. they would love for a farmer to take over and, and farm that land. As far as I know, they've been offered, five offers have been made on the property. Four of those offers were for um, hemp farmers. Hemp? Oh. And, yep, hemp. And the reason why, this is just what we were told, they could not sell to the hemp farmers because... The farm is within a thousand feet of a school. Oh, and there's so they rules against sell that. To huh? them. Hmm. The only standing offer right now is one from a developer who wants to tear it all down. Yeah. And build apartments. Wow. A par- apartment complex. And I said, really? Well, we can't have that. <laughs> yeah, we can't have that for what? What do what? Why do we need another apartment complex? Yeah. So I'm ready to just beat out this developer. I'm. I want. I want to go for it. Wow. And you know, again, it's going to be a community effort. It has to be. It has, it to, has be. to be. One person um, can. The Gagels established a heck of a. I mean, man, a legacy. Okay, everybody knows them for their flowers. Mm. They had beautiful, beautiful flowers. I mean, tons of colors. I mean, I've never seen such ever. And they did grow produce as well. Mm-hmm. But I just could not imagine that being, you know, all gone yeah. to an apartment complex. I just couldn't imagine. Well, I loved what you started talking about, uh, how this has to be a community project. And, and I think this makes a good moment for us to transition talking about all these community organizations you've been learning about. Let me quickly reintroduce our listeners. I'm speaking today here on Sustainability Now with Letitia Marshall, native Kentuckian, a mother of a four-year-old and a UofL alumni. She's owner of Bear Fruit and Grow, and you can find her at Bear Fruit Gardening on YouTube and Facebook, or you can email her at bearfruitgardening at gmail.com. Uh, so, yeah, you've been kind of like shopping around, learning about all the great urban agriculture organizations in, in town. I want to talk about all of them. So you mentioned this mm-hmm. weekly chat that the Jefferson County Soil and Water Conservation District has mm-hmm. been a part of. That's also supported by the Urban Agriculture Coalition, right? Yes. I recently became a member of the Urban Ag Coalition, and it really is a group of people that are it's truly a coalition of people, right? Uh, they just are like, listen, we got to make sure everybody understands the concept of ur- urban agriculture and that they let us just do it, right? Yeah. And so it's about resources, learning from each other and, and, and working together to make things happen. And so I'm, yeah, I love it. Yeah, urban ag is all that. Yeah, yeah. you can find them at foodinneighborhoods.org mm-hmm. slash grow. And lots of different ways to get involved in the Urban Ag Coalition. You also met my wife through that, Amanda Fuller. I did. And you got to tour her Lots of Food project in Portland. You want to tell us about that? Yes, Louisville Lots of Food. I actually put a video of my visit on my business Facebook page, uh, Barefoot Grow LLC. So if you search that on Facebook, you'll find the video. But she's actually the first urban farm I visited here in the city. And yes, 
I could not imagine her. I, I was just blown away by her story, okay, to turn these vacant lots into farms. And she has what, like 20 some odd trees, almond and hazelnut trees. Is it hazelnut? Yep. I was I was like 20, 27 or something. This, it just amazed me. And then the bees, and I heard that was your thing, though. That's bees. right. I'm the beekeeper. Yeah, that's so dope. I love it. And then, honey, when she let me pick these thornless blackberries Ooh. and these raspberries, oh, they were so delicious. Ooh. It just doesn't, and I don't ever eat those from the store because they're gross. Right. And I, <laughs> they are. And I ate, I was like, oh, my God, I could eat these every single day. It was so good. And, you know, if your eye, if your eyes not trained to see her property, you you wouldn't know that there's food there, right? Yep. But if you are trained to see, you know what type of wealth she has established for herself and her family. And so I was so, it was such a pleasure meeting your wife. Yeah. yeah. She yeah, was so actually good. the very first person to request land from the Louisville Land Bank. Yes. Yes, she was. For yes, an agricultural purpose, right? Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, a lot of neighbors are familiar with this. If there's a vacant lot next to your house, you can buy it for fairly cheap from the city if you're willing to maintain it. And, and sometimes developers will buy vacant lots. Often there's gentrification that goes along with that. And who knows That's what. That's right. But nobody had ever said, hey, I want to put a farm on these things. And nobody. So, and, and, so, and I could imagine the looks. But yeah. it's like, why not? <laughs> why not? You know, and and then why not make it easier for people to do that? Okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, what? I mean, they're just sitting there. Yeah. Accumulating all kinds of things. People yeah. that don't need to be there. Rodents and all kinds, right. you know. Just <laughs> <laughs> That's Just right. let the people do what they need to do, okay? Yeah. And uh, um, if they're going to purchase it to farm, I mean, why not? You yeah. Know? So she's she's always done this project as a way to just push that vision out there, kind of like you, right? And so she's got a website, LouisvilleLotsOfFood.com, that yes. tells the story of how you can do this too, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and gives you resources for urban agriculture and doing this kind of work. She also hosts workshops on her urban farm, at least pre-pandemic she did, and she's trying to do some things even during the pandemic, right? So you can go to LouisvilleLotsOfFood.com to learn more about that. You know, Amanda and I also been involved in this project to start a community-owned grocery store. And I know you've been mm -hmm. learning about the Louisville Community Grocery. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I do. But can I give a shout out oh, to yeah. another urban ag sure. farm um, in the West End? Yes. Uh, this is Fifth Element yes. Farm. Uh, they're also known as Apocalyptic Acres. <laughs> <laughs> and that name was influenced by the current pandemic. And, and so they just had some fun with it. But I love I love what they're doing. You know, they have, I think, two or three high tunnels in two or three different places where they grow wow. in the West End. And they're literally growing all this food and just giving it away nice. at no, no charge, no cost to neighbors. And so I want to give a shout out to Mariel and Michael George. They are Mariel Gardner and Michael George. They are a beast. And they are doing so much good, good work in that and in the West End. So I just wanted to give them a shout out. Wow. Um, How can people yeah. learn more about them? Do they have a, oh, they have a Facebook page? Facebook? Okay. Uh, yeah. Fifth Element uh, Farms. Fifth Element. And I think it does say AKA Apocalyptic Acres. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> yes. But the Louisville Grocery Co-op. So, yes, I just met more folks uh, two days ago from this group. And I'm realizing there's a lot of people doing a lot of different things, but it's the same. 
right? Mm. And so someone thought it'd be a great idea to get some of these groups together a couple of days ago. And I was like, man, this is so dope. So just how can we work together to get this done? Whatever it is, let's work together to get it done. We're all fighting for resources, right? Everybody's looking for money because we know money creates options, right? Yes. And it can help expand our visions, help us get started, whatever it is. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to join that network of people that are really striving to feed the people, you know. And then we were also in a group with Black Market Kentucky that is about to establish that grocery in the West End. Oh. Um, and there were some other people there. But yeah, I love the idea of the grocery store. I hope that they can find a place real, real, real close to where it needs to be and that we can all work together to kind of supply food to where it needs to go. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that the Louisville Community Grocery is really seeking owners, co-owners right now. They've got an ownership campaign, mm-hmm. got just over 200 community members who've invested. And there are senior and youth and lower income memberships available. So so the, mm-hmm. the idea is, this is not supposed to be a barrier for anybody to get involved, but we want people to become co-owners of this organization so that we can finally open this store that we've been dreaming about serving one of our core urban neighborhoods that has been just hemorrhaging grocery stores and there's no place yeah. to get fresh food. These are the communities that don't even have farmer's markets usually. Thank exactly. God. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And and, and that, that even is a big effort. Ag in the City is another urban farm yeah. here locally. Steven, shout out to Steven. What's going on, Steven? But, you know, he's been trying his hardest to get food to people, fresh fruit, fruits and vegetables from local uh, uh, farms. And so 18th and Magazine has become a hot spot for a lot of people that have the same ideas to come together and try to um, serve the community. That's a new uh, community garden space, but it's also hosting uh, farmer's markets now every every Saturday. And you should stop by and, and see that and support the Russell neighborhood and our urban growers. I know Amanda Louisville Lots of Food has been selling some of her grapes and some of our honey there. Nice. But there's all kinds of vendors uh, every Saturday. Yeah. Now it's 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And they're at 18th and Magazine, just one block north of Broadway on 18th Street. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And also... Uh, Tell us about Black Soil Kentucky. I've I've had them on the show Woo! before. They are a powerhouse. They are a powerhouse. <laughs> Ashley and her husband, Farmer Brown, are a powerhouse, honey. I'm still trying to wrap my head around <laughs> what they are doing and what they have done. I mean, in such a short amount of time, they have, I mean, fearlessly and relentlessly went to bat for urban farmers, specifically black farmers and growers. They are just rocking it out. So, and I'm very, I I had the pleasure of talking with her several times. She is a great mentor and I just hear the fire. I know. And and the, you can't help but to just get excited and uh, <laughs> smile the whole time you're talking to her because you're like, yes, you just yes. want to kind of like, yeah, you know, with her because she, she just all this energy and she just wants what is supposed to be, you know, and, and yeah. So I, I'm excited to be in partnership, I yeah. would say that, but just being able to communicate with her and learn so much from her. I just, I'm so grateful. Yeah, for the opportunity to meet them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then you got connected with the Victory Gardens Landscaping. Tell us about them. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I met David. Gosh, I mean, I'm just be met. There's so many things going on right now. <laughs> I, I don't even really know. How did I meet David? <laughs> I think, okay, so he was trying to reach out to a lot of black growers and farmers in the area. And I think Mariel from Fifth Element Farms, K.A. Apocalyptic Eggers, <laughs> um, you know, it was like, give Letitia a call. She's doing this beautiful thing. I think you should, you know, listen to what she's got to say. He called me, we met. And so his role in all of this is he's looking for service projects. He was involved downtown with the protest. And he yes. is just like, man, it's time. It is just time for people to treat people right. You know, it's, it's time to do the right thing, period. But he decided moving from that to give his energy in what he knows best, which is landscaping and connecting people. So he's been working really hard to connect black growers and farmers to the restaurant industry. Right. But at the same time, like he's he's coming to my house on Saturday. We have a work day here at my house in the garden and he's helping, you know, we build raised beds. I mean, whatever it is we need to have done in our spaces just because he wants to give back in some way. And he's really good at those things. So I can't, and on his own dime, his own time, you know, it's just, it's amazing his support and uh, his, he's just so motivated yeah. to do the right thing. And I'm excited uh, about that network too. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. We're, yeah. we're getting towards wrapping up and I want to wrap up with community, right? So you got this vision and, and you, and you you definitely need community involvement. So I'm thinking like, how can people support you contribute to this work? What is it you need and, and how can they get in touch with you? It sounds like you're even welcoming people to your garden, maybe. Well, I mean, yeah, of course I got food and I, you know, I'm learning how to can, but I'm not that great at it yet. Ah. So, uh, but I, and I hate to see food go to waste. Oh, so I know. I, I just harvested, I don't know, five, six pounds, I don't know, of Kentucky Wonder Pole beans. And this has been the fourth harvest. Oh, wow. And, you know, I have tons of tomatoes and just, you know, so yeah, you can stop by. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, community is what makes things happen when we all can just come in agreement uh, on one accord and for whatever reason, just commit to doing something big and something great. And uh, most people want to be a part of something big and something great. You know? That's right. So I'm looking for those people. When, as we pursue the purchase of this urban farm, you know, we're going to need a lot of support. And people have already been supportive monetarily uh, when I started and launched my campaign to start my personal garden. But but now that's moving, you know, toward this big, big thing. And I, I still need your support. So any... I, I need everybody to go to my business page, like the page, follow the page, share it like a hundred times, right? And then encourage your hundred friends to share it a hundred times. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, you know, go buy the GoFundMe, check out the description. By the time I think everybody hears this, we will be actively full-fledged. Yeah, this is the goal of a million dollars or whatever it is. Okay. And, and this is what we, this is how much time we get because again, we're trying to open in spring 2021 and it's a heck of a, you know, goal, but we're going for it. We're just going for it. So whatever y'all can do, listen, the success of this Gaggle Farms and anything we do in this community is ran by y'all. We have to have your buy-in, your support, be a part of the vision too. I I mean, my vision's big enough to fit your vision, right? (laughs) I, I, it 
must be that big. It must be. Or what's the point, right? Right. And, and so let's let's rock this out. Let's do this. We ain't got time for developers to be coming in and messing up, you know, what what we can do and what we know is right. And so if anybody can help me out there, I'm down for a conversation. Again, you can go to the Facebook page, GoFundMe. I'll have all the information there. And thank you all so much for your support and your love so far. It's been excellent, incredible, incredible, all the energy. Yeah. Absolutely, Letitia. You can find her, uh, you can contact her at Bear Fruit Gardening, B-E-A-R, Fruit Gardening mm-hmm. at gmail.com. And she's on Definitely. YouTube and Facebook. It's been such a delight to get that. Man, that time just flew by. I, I feel it we, did. It really did. <laughs> we just Justin, you're great, man. I was worried. I was so worried. I was like, oh, Lord, 45 minutes? No, but no. you you are amazing, Justin. Thank you. Thank you so much. You made this so easy. Oh, thank you. Yes. It was such a treat yeah. having you on the air here on Forward Radio. I hope to get you back sometime and, and, and talk about the next stages of this project and evolution. Yes. And oh my gosh, it just keeps rolling, don't it? <laughs> yes, it does. All right. Stay tuned, everybody. Coming up in just a minute here on Forward Radio, your community action calendar with a whole lot of ideas for how to dig deep and get involved in sustainability now this week. So stay tuned. Down by the waterside, take our time. Down by the waterside, got no worries and no worries. Down by the waterside, good Lord, we gonna set them free. Yeah, yeah. Set me Walk down to the river 
And with the sweet sounds of Apple Latin behind me now, many thanks to them for giving us permission to use their great local music on the podcast editions of our programs here on Forward Radio. You can learn more about them at AppleLatin.com. My name's Justin Mogg. You're listening to your community radio station, WFMPLP Louisville, broadcasting here in the historic Hebron building at 106.5 FM. And hey, find us online at ForwardRadio.org. You can find live streams and uh, podcast versions archived of all of our local programs. And you can get involved in the station by uh, clicking on participate to become a volunteer now or click on donate and chip in a few dollars to help keep us on the air. It only takes $20 a day, but we can't possibly do it without you. Well, my name is Justin Mogg. This is Sustainability Now, and this is your community action calendar. Yes, yes, yes. Sharpen those pencils. Get your calendars out. Get ready to take action for sustainability this week. Well, one thing we all need to do for sustainability of our species is to get tested for COVID-19, my friends, and there are three UofL health sites offering free COVID-19 testing to the public, and uh, they are free to anyone in the community. Appointments are available seven days a week in three different locations, downtown, in South Louisville, and in Bullitt County. Funding from the state is covering these costs of testing, so it's free for everyone, but please make an appointment. They are required. Call 502 588 0414 to schedule a free COVID-19 test. Also important for sustainability is voting in the upcoming election. And you can't do it if you're not registered to vote or if you've moved and uh, you're in a new location from the last election, you'll need to register to vote at your new address and the last date to register to vote for the November 3rd general election in Kentucky is on Monday, October 5th by 4 p.m. Do not wait. Get it done now. It might seem like October 5th is a long way off, but why wait? Get it done now. It's going to be a crazy election with a lot of unknowns. It's really important that we start early. So you can get registered to vote and get more information at GoVoteKY.com. GoVoteKY.com. Your voting options will be, uh, well, there's mail-in voting uh, as of now. Any Kentucky voter concerned about coronavirus may request an absentee ballot by mail or via an online portal. To ensure all votes are counted, Secretary Adams has stated that the absentee ballots are required to be postmarked by Election Day, November 3rd, and that they must be received by November 6th. For those concerned about postal delays, county clerks will now offer secure drop boxes to deposit absentee ballots throughout Kentucky. The key to participating in this process is to request your absentee ballot early, fill it out carefully, exactly as instructed, and send it in promptly. Jefferson County residents can request a mail-in absentee ballot at jeffersoncountyclerk.org. Now, the legal deadline to request a mail-in ballot is October 26, but practically you'll want to submit your request as soon as possible in order for your vote to be received in time to be counted. The other option you'll have this year is in-person early voting. It will begin on Tuesday, October 13th. Anyone who is uh, concerned for any reason can vote early at their county clerk's office 
Just be sure to call your clerk's office prior to your visit and check to see if you need to make an appointment. For Jefferson County residents, you'll be calling 502-574-6100, and early voting will take place at the Jefferson County Clerk's Office in beautiful old Louisville at 701 West Ormsby Avenue up on the third floor. Again, in-person voting begins October 13th. You can request your mail-in ballot as of now, and the absolute deadline to do that is one week before the November 3rd election, but you'll want to get that process started right away at jeffersoncountyclerk.org. All right, coming up this week, Tuesday through Thursday, that's August 25th through 27th, free online, it's Circularity 20, Accelerating the Circular Economy. This time of unprecedented challenges requires systemic solutions and radical new ways of doing business. Circularity 20 will empower participants to employ circular economy principles that navigate disruption, increase resilience, respond to shifting consumer demand, and unlock new business opportunities. Join industry-leading speakers and more than 10,000 professionals participating from around the world to learn, connect, and accelerate the circular economy. You can learn more and register at greenbiz, that's G-R-E-E-N-B-I-Z dot com slash events. And it's this Tuesday through Thursday, the 25th through 27th, and it's free online. Also, Tuesday the 25th from 3 to 4 p.m., it's another online event, Healthy Spaces, Pandemic Learnings and Unlearnings in the Urban Environment. Our park streets and the shared public realm have always been the focal point of our public lives in a city. With the COVID-19 pandemic, the role of the public realm is increasingly apparent and intertwined with our response as a city and society to the health and equity crises. With While our cities have quickly adapted to accommodate social distancing protocols and provide essential services, Services, the disparities in services and infrastructure across communities is ever more evident. Through these uncertain times, we are also witnessing an, a renewed reclaiming of our shared spaces as places of gathering, growth, hope, art, and activism. Join the Northern California chapter of the Columbia Alumni Association for this webinar to learn from assessments and learnings and unlearnings focused on broadening the perspectives in urban design and and placemaking. Featured speakers include two 2012 Columbia grads now serving as senior associates at the Site Lab Urban Studio, Ganit Anand and Ari Suzuki. And again, this is Tuesday, the 25th, 3 to 4 p.m. You can register for Healthy Spaces on eventbrite.com. Uh, and you, all you have to do is search for Healthy Spaces and you'll find the August 25th event at 3 p.m. to register. Women's Equality Day 2020, celebrating the 100th and the 55th anniversaries of Voting Rights Act. Well, Women's Equality Day is celebrated every August 26th, and it commemorates the passage of women's suffrage in the United States and reminds us of the hurdles overcome by the heroic women and male allies who faced violence and discrimination to propel the women's movement forward. 2020 marks the 100-year anniversary of when the U.S. Constitution was changed guaranteeing women throughout the country the right to vote. 
Locally, Louisville Metro Office for Women, the OFW, uh, Louisville's League of Women Voters, and the Fraser History Museum collaborated to present a spirit a virtual program this past Saturday, which was hosted by Tina Ward Pugh, director of Louisville's OFW, and it included presentations and inspiring speakers, speakers such as Tina Cassidy, author of Mr. President, How Long Must We Wait?, and poet and artist Hannah Drake, who present an original work on Saturday. Uh, you can watch a video of this event at facebook.com slash OFW Louisville to celebrate August 26th, Women's Equality Day 2020. Just go to facebook.com slash OFW Louisville. Coming up Thursday the 27th at noon to 3 p.m., it's a public hearing on Kentucky Utilities' pollution of Harrington Lake at the E.W. Brown Power Plant. The Kentucky Waterways Alliance and Sierra Club are suing Kentucky Utilities, or KU, to get them to stop polluting Harrington Lake with heavy metals and coal ash. KU's activities in their coal-burning power plant adjacent to Harrington Lake have contaminated this important water resource. You can help us and the contamination of this beautiful lake on the Dix River in Mercer County. On Thursday the 27th from noon to 3 p.m., the Kentucky Energy and Environment Cabinet will host a virtual public hearing online to get your input on this problem. Please note that registration is required to participate in this hearing, so you must email your name and mailing address to ewbrowncomments at ky.gov. Please put registration for E.W. Brown public hearing as the subject line and state in the body of the message if you plan to comment during the hearing. Or you may simply submit written comments to ewbrowncomments at ky.gov. All written comments must be received by September 15th at 4.30 p.m. And you can view the full public notice and get more information at kwalliance.org. Also coming up on Thursday the 27th in the evening from 6 to 8 p.m., it's DSA Louisville, the Democratic Associates of America Q&A with Dustin Guastella and Jared Abbott on building a party surrogate. DSA Louisville's Socialist School is continuing to consider the future of working class organizing. For this month's classes, we will not only be engaging with the writings of those on the forefront of this vibrant and pertinent discussion, we will also have the pleasure of the authors themselves visiting for a Q&A. Dustin and Jared will be taking questions from the DSA membership about the party surrogate on August 27th via Zoom for their Socialist School event. You can find the link to join and more information at dsalouisville.org. Several things coming up at UofL on Friday you don't want to miss in the sustainability realm, and you can learn all about them at louisville.edu slash sustainability. It starts at 11 a.m. on Friday with a virtual sustainability roundtable on envisioning UofL as a lab living laboratory of sustainability. Join us for UofL's sustainability roundtable on alternate Fridays throughout the fall at 11 a.m. It's all virtual and free and open to the public. To kick off the series this Friday, the speaker will be me, Justin Mogg, who has served as the University of Louisville's Chief Sustainability Officer, as the Assistant to the Provost for Sustainability Initiatives since 2009. I will be providing an update on UofL's sustainability initiatives and sharing a transformative vision for creating a campus where our sustainability challenges become learning and research opportunities for students, faculty, and staff, and community members working in collaboration to reshape campus cultures, behaviors, minds, and knowledge towards meeting people's 
people's needs now and in the future in a way that is just and equitable while maintaining ecological integrity in perpetuity. This is what sustainability truly demands of higher education. How can you contribute toward that vision? Well, join us on Friday at 11 a.m. to talk about it. You can find the link to join at louisville.edu slash sustainability then at noon there's a uh, eco reps lunch and learn uh, featuring the louisville water company uh, there will be an in-person option for up to 10 attendees who rsvp in advance in extram library but there'll also be a virtual option for free for everybody you can join us for our monthly eco reps lunch and learn workshops featuring a vegetarian lunch and locals making a difference in sustainability our guest to kick off the new year will be barbara Crow, a strategic communications consultant for the Louisville Water Company. Barbara will be sharing some of the ways that Louisville's award-winning, publicly-owned water company is advancing sustainability in the provision of safe, healthy tap water to the citizens of Louisville. Again, find the link to RSVP or learn more at louisville.edu slash sustainability. Now, if you'd rather get your hands dirty at noon on Friday the 28th, join us for UofL's Garden Commons Fall Workdays. They're noon to 1 p.m. at the new location of the Garden Commons at the southwest corner of Strickler Hall that's just east of the Speed Art Museum. All are welcome at our weekly group workdays in UofL's Organic Garden Commons. And uh, it's a great way to get your hands dirty and learn by doing how to grow hyper-local, super delicious vegetables, herbs, and fruits. Anyone can work in the garden anytime, but we gather together every Friday at noon throughout the fall, now through November 20th, to harvest, weed, water, and plant. No prior experience is necessary, and tools and gloves are provided but bring your bags to harvest into and please wear a mask and practice physical distancing to keep everyone safe. Garden Commons is open to participation anytime from anyone in the community and everyone who comes is welcome to a share in the harvest. Again, more is at louisville.edu slash sustainability. And also want to let you know that there's a, a new hours for the new farmer's market at the Opportunity Community Garden that takes place in West Louisville at 18th and Magazine, beautiful Russell neighborhood. Uh, every Saturday through November, it's now 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Louisville Metro has partnered with Louisville Grows and Black Community Development Corporation to turn a former vacant lot into Opportunity Corner. It's a functional space with edible landscaping, a community garden, and a shipping container that serves as a pop-up office and retail space to support budding entrepreneurs as part of the broader Vision Russell plan. After successfully celebrating its grand opening in July 25th, the festivities have continued with this farmer's market every Saturday through November, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. are the new hours or until the vendors sell out. Uh, so stop by, make sure to come early and stop by to support your local farmers and the Russell neighborhood. And that's all the time we have for today here on Sustainability Now. Stay tuned. Lots of great stuff coming up on Forward Radio and I'll be back in your ears again in one week's time, my friends. Be well, stay safe, stay masked up, save a life today. In the end, I know for sure like rain Give me that sweet sweet summer rain Come and wash away my blues again That sweet sweet summer 